Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 174 of The Sco Show. Proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Monday, February 22nd, 2021. We are back after a bit of a hiatus, a little family trip last week, um, bled over into later last week, and then Carson Wentz got traded, which really sucked a lot of my time, so we are back for a mock draft Monday, and it is a mock draft Monday. We're going to get to your mocks in the second half of the show, but we're going to change things up at the start, but before we do anything, your usual cavalcade of reminders, please do follow along with the hijinks at Mark Schofield on the Bird app. You can check out the work, variety of places. Matt Waldeman's rookie scouting portfolio. Matt and I are going to be doing some scouting stuff over the next couple of weeks. You'll want to Check out uh, SB Nation, of course, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, right here at Pat's Pulpit, and also at TouchdownWireUSAToday.com. Doug Ferrar and I covering the NFL. Doug and I just dropped our 101 free agents to watch, ranked from 1 to 101, write-ups, film clips, metrics. It was a beast to put together. Doug really did the heavy lifting on this, to be honest. Um the the write up was so long and lengthy that it like crashed my computer every time I tried to load it. Eventually, I like like there was one day I opened it, walked outside, shoveled for an hour, came back in, and it was still loaded. Now that's probably not the best way to sell a bit of content for you all to read, but it might also be just a way of me crying out for help that I need a new computer. Um, but check that out. Later this week, the second show this week, I'm going to dive into free agency. Now, it is a mock draft Monday. We will get to mock drafts in a moment, but I wanted to do two things. One, um, I'm not going to bore you with trips with stories about our trip. Suffice to say, we did see some wild ponies, which is cool. Um, But I did want to first talk about two things that have been getting me through um, this current state. First is this cool little website called Iceberger. And it popped on the timeline Wednesday. I mean, not Wednesday. Sunday, um, joshdata.me slash iceberger.html. And literally, it's this dumb little app, dumb little website where you draw in what you want an iceberg to look like, and it will show you how it would float. And I have spent way too much time over the past, say, 10 hours playing with it. So that was super fun to discover. Another thing that has been blowing my mind 
is another website called Radio.Garden, where you can listen to radio stations all over the globe. Like, you literally can, like, pull up the globe, and you can click on, like, right now I just clicked on Radio Still in Reykjavik. There you go. You just heard Radio Still in Reykjavik. Or, let's click here. This is St. Petersburg. Drop the bass radio in St. Petersburg, Russia. Pretty cool. So I've been playing around with that too. Um, so that's been getting me through watching uh, college players, getting ready for the draft and things like that. And that is where I want to go right now. Um, this is a mock draft Monday. We will get to your mocks, but you won't get a mock from me today. And the reason being is this. If you were poking around Twitter, say Saturday into Sunday, and you know you wanted to see what I was up to, you probably saw what might have been Perhaps a cry for help, in a sense. Um, some angsty tweets for me. And really, the impetus is this. Silly season is here. It is upon us. And this might finally be the draft cycle that breaks me. That just destroys me. And interestingly enough, one of the tweets I put out was something to the effect of me interviewing for a job as a lawyer. Um, because Kyle Trask and Trevor Lawrence, or Zach Wilson, I said, um, pushed me back to practice in law, um, which actually led to some people from my prior life reaching out, being like, don't do it. It's still awful. We're still looking for our escape pods. I literally got multiple friends from my old life um, reaching out, being like, um, no, 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 no. Stay strong. You're the goodwill hunted. You got out. Okay. So um, I'm not going anywhere, but the impetus really was, the fact that silly season is here and stories last week of Zach Wilson's captaincy and then, you know, Trey Lance not winning a national title is a reason that he's a third round pick, which is a take that is out there, which is a take that is out there. Um, and then there was a story from Tony Pauline over PFN who relayed the idea that Justin Fields was struggling with progressions and NFL teams are very wary of him doing that. And again, I emphasize relayed because that's not a take that Tony himself has. He has Justin Fields as QB2. Um, but apparently the NFL teams are worried about him getting through progressions. And I just wanted to take a few moments here at the outset before getting into your mocks um, to sort of opine for a bit on this quarterback class without really just nailing down takes, rankings, and things like that. Are there concerns, valid concerns, about we'll, we'll take the top five and put them in any order you want? Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance, Jones. Are there concerns about each of these quarterbacks that are reasonable? Absolutely. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he looked shaky at times in 2019. Is the fact that Trevor Lawrence lost to Joe Burrow a valid concern? That I don't think is. Is the fact that Trevor Lawrence missed on some throws in 2019 and missed on some throws into 2020 and maybe isn't the generational prospect that people made him out to be? That's a concern. It's more valid than he lost to LSU. Is the fact that Zach Wilson actually was a captain, even though he said he wasn't a captain, 
Um, is that a concern? No. Is the fact that sometimes Zach Wilson seems to maneuver around the pocket in a bit of a chaotic and frenzied way and sometimes hands on to a concept to one side of the field before coming to the other, is that a valid concern? Yeah. Can Justin Fields work through progressions? Yes. Was it a concern after his first year as a starter? Yeah. Look back at the work that Matt Waldman and I did on him. We did a video on him last summer. We basically say, look, it's great that he's going back. He needs some more Saturdays because while he sometimes gets to the right answer on a progression or on a play, sometimes it takes a little long and he needs to speed that up. What did he do this year? He sped that up. It's part of the reason why, for me, Fields is up there. Maybe the NFL sees it differently. But I watch Justin Fields. I look at the strides he made from last year to this year, and I say, I had a concern. It's not a concern anymore. And maybe for people in and around the league, they had a similar thinking on Fields. They had that concern. It's not there anymore, but they had it, and that's what's getting relayed. And as they go through more of his film, and then they're going to be more satisfied with it. Maybe that's what's happening here with Trey Lance. Are there concerns about a one-year starter in an FCS school? Yeah, they're valid concerns. Are there concerns about the fact that he's too conservative? I don't think so. Because when you understand their offense, if you throw to the fullback early in the down, it's a good play. That's the way he's taught. I'm not going to din a guy for throwing to the fullback in the flat if that was what he was supposed to do on a play. Mac Jones. Are there concerns about Mac Jones from a perhaps throwing into tight windows, athletic profile, secondary movement skills perspective? Yeah, you can have those concerns. Are there concerns about Mac Jones, about you know playing him with talent and things like that? You can't hold that against him. There are reasons to be skeptical, reasons to be hesitant, reasons to dive deeper into film about all of these players at the top of this quarterback class. But some of the stuff that's starting to bubble to the surface here just drives me insane. I could make a case right now for all five of those guys being elite NFL quarterbacks at some point. That's how good I think all of these guys are. I may end up having Mac Jones quarterback five. I'm leaning that way. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty close to just locking that in. Doesn't mean I don't think he should go in the first round. I think he should go at some point in the first round. Maybe not 10, maybe not 12, but at some point. These are all very good quarterbacks. We are going to see five in the first round. I truly believe that. And there's a reason for that. These are all very good quarterbacks. And when we get to QB2 versus QB3, like it might just literally come down to how you vibe with them. Seth Galina literally wrote that piece late last week. And it's he vibes with Trey Lance, and that's why he likes him QB1 or whatever. And that's fine. Like there are reasons to have any of these guys in any order. Like, But when you start seeing things like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is like QB4 in this class. Like, okay, like, I get it, but it's a great group. And there's a small yet increasingly growing in size part of me that wants to just say, you know what, this is tier one. Stack them 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1E. Whatever. However you want to do it. These these are these are the top five. QBs one through five. I'm not ranking them. This is tier one. I'm putting them alphabetically. There you go. 
they're all good. People might say that's a coward's way out. You're, a, you're taking a cop out. They're all really good. And it might literally come down to scheme fit, player fit, coaching fit, vibes, as Galena put it. They're all very good. And it's only February 22nd. We have a long way to go, which is why, yeah, this might be the draft cycle that breaks me. It's very reminiscent in a sense of the Watson-Mahomes cycle. In that you have a quarterback in, say, Trevor Lawrence that has been viewed throughout the past couple of seasons as the definitive QB1. But as we get closer to it, people are really sort of nitpicking him more and more and more. Somewhat similar to Sean Watson. You have a quarterback in, say, Trey Lance that is uber-talented. Incredible arm talent, incredible athleticism, but there's hesitation about him. That's maybe Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you're getting that vibe. And a lot of people will say, well, who's the Mitchell Trubisky there? And you could say that that's Zach Wilson because of the one year of great production and elite performance. But it was just the one year. You look back at some of his previous years at BYU and it's like, I don't know. Um, But I think Wilson is obviously better than that. I like all of these guys. But it's just, it's going to be a long draft cycle. That's all I'm saying. But when you do your work on all of these players, as all the men and women listening to this show, I know are doing, um, focus on the things that matter. Focus on the things that matter at the position, the things that have been shown to matter at the NFL, and stack them however you want, like, honestly. Even those of you that have Lawrence, like QB5, like, okay, do it to it. I may disagree, but in the end, we're talking about a game, and it's supposed to be fun, even if it's not always fun. So that's enough of me. Let's get to you. Up next, your mocks. Here in episode 174, a mock draft Monday installment of the Sco Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 174 of the Sco Show. And now that you've put up with me for about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, it's time to hear from you. And so let's get to your mocks. I'm going to kick it off with the mocks I got via email. As always, a couple different ways you can send in your mock drafts. You can send them to me on Twitter. Um, you can tag me at Mark Schofield. You can DM them to me. Uh, DMs are always open. Um, you can email them to me, mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com, or you can drop them in the Sco Show Slack channel in the Mock Drafts channel. If you'd like an email, I mean, excuse me, if you'd like a invite to the Slack channel, you can hit me up on Twitter, you can hit me up via email. Um, we've got people joining all the time, the group is growing, and we're actually doing Zoom 
scouting breakdowns, scouting sessions. I'm going to be hopping on a quarterback one at some point with everybody, but people are doing mock drafts together. They're doing Zoom scouting sessions together. It's a ton of fun, so you can check that out as well. If I don't read one of yours, you can do what Christopher Conley did. I didn't read one of his last time. He sent it to me again. And that's how we're going to kick things off. Chris did a PFF mock. Um, traded down out of 15 um, with Washington. Slid down to 19. Xavier Collins at 19. Pat Fryermuth at 47. Davion Nixon, the defensive lineman from Iowa, who's getting a lot of buzz. I saw Brugler, Jeremiah, John Ledyard, uh, Jim Nagy tweeted about uh, Davion Nixon, the defensive lineman from Iowa. Um He's off the board at 76. Jay Leon Darden, North Texas wideout at 96. Jay Tufeli, the interior defensive tackle from USC at 120. Xavier Thomas from Clemson, 124. Myron Cunningham tackle from Arkansas, 139. Corey Durden, Florida State defensive lineman, 144. Deontay Brown, the massive human being at 160. Kellen Mond, 196. Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver from Iowa at 201. And Michael Mennett, center. From Penn State at 242. Chris is mocking a graph, draft grade of an A- from the PFF algorithm, which is a pretty good grade. Next up, a fan speak ultimate GM mock from Nolario, sent via email. Um, did a couple of things renegotiate or trade Gilmore, restructure Hightower, Endeavor McCourty, um, McCannon retiring. So, those were some of the free agent things that were done. Um, Cut Matt Lacoste, cut Izzo, um, trade for another wide receiver one, signed Marcus Mariota. Um, so those are some of the other things that Nolario did prior to this mock. And in the mock, trade down to 23. Jason Owe, the edge defender from Penn State. Xavier Collins at 34. Owe went out 23, by the way. Javon Holland, the safety from Oregon at 51. Cameron McGrone, Michigan linebacker at 79. Tommy Tagali. Defensive lineman from Ohio State at 96. Jay Leon Darden, there's that name again, 119. Ben Cleveland from Georgia, the center, 138. Trayvon Grimes at 144. Jamie Newman at 158. I like seeing that because you're going to get some some Jamie Newman content from me over at Touchdown Wire this week. I've been watching him this weekend. Benjamin St. Just, 160. Trey Sermon, 198. And Ben Mason, the fullback from Michigan, which kind of screams a, a Belichick pick to round things off. Russell Easterbrooks. One and only Russell, a PFN mock, uh, trading 15 and 96 to Detroit for 72 and a 2022 first. Uh, Patriots get Detroit's 2022 first and a 72 of this year. At uh, 76, Jay Tufeli from USC, 72. I mean, excuse me, at 46 uh, was Tufeli. At 72, Dwayne Eskridge, a 120, Quinton Bahana from Kentucky, the defensive tackle. Uh, 139, Trayvon Grimes from Florida. 145, Jared Patterson, the running back from Buffalo, who's getting some buzz. Landon Young at 159, the offensive tackle from Kentucky. Ben Mason at 197. Brady White at 199, a familiar draft spot for two Patriots fans. And Riley Patterson, who Russell loves, the Memphis kicker at 241. Fantastic job, Russell. Now we're going to go through some of the Twitter mocks. This one comes in from at JPFTW. And the handle it's JPFTW slash slash mock draft season. Um, did a PFF mock. Caleb Fairley at 15. Kyle Trask at 47. That's where PFF has the Patriots pick in 47. Amon Ross St. Brown at 99. Dylan Moses at 120. Amari Rogers at 141. Hunter Lawn at 150. 
That was part of a trade. We got 150 and 231 from the Bengals. We gave them 140. Uh, Richard LeCount, Georgia Safety, at 160. Cole Van Allen, Van Lannan, excuse me, Wisconsin tackle at 201. CJ Verdell, Oregon halfback at 208. Trayvon Grimes at 231. And Logan Hall, defensive lineman from Houston at 241. Again, you can follow JP at JPT at JPFTW on the Bird app. Next Twitter mark comes from that guy at that guy 998-53555. That's kind of like one of those movie phone numbers, right? The 555 exchange. Um, this is another PFF mark. Trey Lance at 15. Sign me up. Boom, I'm done. Don't even need to read the rest of it, but we will. Anyway, Travis Etienne at 46. Kay Johnson at 96. Sean Wade at 120. The fall of Sean Wade has been stunning. Like This is a guy that a lot of people had first round. Now seeing him slide to 120, and he gets an A- grade from the PFF algorithm, but that might be where he goes. He might end up an early day three guy. Uh, Cameron McGrone, linebacker from Michigan at 139. Spencer Brown, Northern Iowa tackle. I liked him down at the senior, but 145. Kobe Whiteside from Missouri, 159. Ramondre Stevens at a 197. Matt Wallman loves that kid. And Ernest Jones, linebacker from South Carolina at 199 to round out this mock from that guy. Who's again? Twitter at that guy nine nine eight five three five five five. I got two in from Mike Rubin, who was on Twitter at r u u u u u b i n. Again, that's Mike Rubin at Rubin on the Bird app. You got two again um, from the PFN mock draft simulator. The first one is going to give him, you know, this is the real one, his real mock. Trey Lance at fifteen. Rondale Moore at 46, Quinn Minerts at 96, Osa Odegazawa, the defensive tackle from UCLA at 120, Chauncey Golston, Iowa Edge at 139, Sage Sherrod at 145, like that fall, Jalen Twyman at 159, I like him too, uh, Derek Barnes, the linebacker from Purdue, he flashed a little bit down at Mobile, 197, then Ben Mason, who's becoming another sort of familiar name at 199, and Lorenzo Neal Jr. at 241. And then he sent with this sort of disclaimer to it if you're willing i have a very belichickian draft here and i had to respond with the kill it from kill it with fire gif uh, from the simpsons which you'll understand in a second and i'm actually gonna i'm gonna work towards the top so i'm gonna start at 199 christian up off safety from illinois state 197 trey norwood safety from oklahoma 159 jacoby stevens Safety from LSU. 145, Richard LeCount. Safety from Georgia. 139, James Wiggins. Safety from Cincinnati. 120, Kyle Trask. Quarterback from Florida. 96, Quinn Minerts. Center from Wisconsin-Whitewater. 46, Divine Diablo. Safety from Virginia Tech. And a 15, Riley Patterson. Kicker from Memphis. I just thought I had to read that. But I appreciate you, Mike. Uh, Again, on Twitter, at Ruben. On the bird app. Now we get to the mocks from the Scotia Slack channel. Again, these are all the mocks that I could get to from the mock draft channel. Again, everybody, the guys and girls are in there dropping mock drafts in 24 hours a day. If you, if that sounds fun to you, which, let's face it, if you've made it this far in the show, it probably does. Again, hit me up for that invite. Um, I'm going to try to get to as many as I can. This was the special Valentine's Day Ultimate GM Draft from Josh Bowman. Um, 19, Trey Lance, 
North Dakota State. That comes courtesy of a trade down. Then at 39, Telon Wallace, Oklahoma State wide receiver. Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri at 46. Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis, running back, 73. 74, Brevin Jordan, tight end from Miami, who's part of that like post-Kyle Pitts tier of tight ends. Diami Brown, North, North Carolina wide out at 82. A lot of people in the Slack trying to love him. A. Lynn McNeil, NC State defensive lineman at 119. Ambry Thomas from Michigan, 142. Nazman Nizradin, the safety from Florida State at 148. Cole Van Lannan at 198. Josh Palmer, Phil Perry had him in his mock. He's getting a lot of buzz to New England at 221. Cornell Powell at 238. And Ben Mason, the fullback from Michigan at 239. Then you had one from Jim Reynolds, who did it in conjunction with John Lamaracus. Traded up. Zach Wilson at four, the quarterback, obviously, from BYU at 40. Xavier Collins from Tulsa, 96. Jackson Carmen, Clemson offensive tackle. Kenneth Gainwell at 125. Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn at 144. Paris Ford, safety from Pitt at 156. Benjamin St. Just, Minnesota corner at 169. KG Britt, Auburn linebacker, 205. Jimmy Morrissey, Pittsburgh center at 211. Racy McMath, LSU wideout at 238. And then James Wiggins, the Cincy safety, at 240. Nilario sent in a mock that he did back on the 16th in the Scotia Slack channel, Mock Drafts channel. Uh, another trade-up situation. Got up to 11 to get Zach Wilson. Xavier Collins at 46. Auburn wide receiver Schwartz at 96. Marlon Tuyapola, the defensive lineman from USC at 120. Jaleon Darden, North Texas wideout at 139. Ben Cleveland at 145. Patrick Johnson from Tulane, the edge, 169, 199. Benjamin St. Juice from Minnesota. And then Ben Mason to round it out at 241. And we might start calling that pick around 241, the Ben Mason pick. We've been we've been doing that from time to time. We did it last year. I think last year was the kicker spot. Um, but this is the bet the Ben Mason pick this year, too. Matt St. John chived in uh, with a mock over at the Draft Network. Uh, Jalen Waddell at 15, which I'd love. Davion Nixon at 47. Paris Ford at 96. Israel Mokamu, the corner from South Carolina at 120. Walker Little at 138. Phil Perry had him in the second to the Patriots in his recent mock. Des Fitzpatrick, the Louisville wideout at 145. Patrick Johnson, the edge from Tulane, 160. Justin Hilliard, Ohio State backer at 188. Robert Rochelle, the Central Arkansas, the FCS corner at 196, and then Chris Evans running back from Michigan at 237. Another mock from uh, Calvin on uh, another TDN mock, actually. This is Calvin's first. 15, Zavin Collins. Uh, 47, Dylan Radance. 96, Tyler Shelvin. LSU D-tackle. Diami Brown at 120. Adarius Washington, the TCU safety at 138. Tedrell Slayton. Interior defensive lineman from Florida at 145. Puka Williams, Kansas running back at 160. Trey Brown, Oklahoma corner at 188. Cornell Powell from Clemson, 196. And Racy McMath to round it out at 237. Next up, Josh Bowman with uh, Ultimate GM mock at 15. Trey Lance at 46. Xavier Collins. Brevin Jordan at 55. Ellen McNeil at 75. Kenneth Gainwell at 79. Diami Brown at 87. James Hudson at 120, Ambry Thomas at 126, Tedderell Slayton at 158, Dalian Hayes, the edge from Notre Dame at 160, Jonathan Adams is a new name, Arkansas State wideout at 172, Damar Hamlin, the Pittsburgh safety at 200, and then in the Ben Mason spot, 
Fullback Ben Mason from Michigan. Then we got one from Mike who used the NFL Mock Draft Database. This is a new one from Mike. Uh, Zach Wilson at 8. He traded up he traded up to seven, then down one with Carolina because both Wilson and Lance were on the board. Uh, Spencer Brown at 103, Dwayne Eskridge at 104, Ellerson Smith, the edge from Northern Iowa at 170, Bobby Brown, defensive line from AM at 173, DJ Daniel, Georgia Corner at 198, and Frank Darby from Arizona State to round it out at 207, like that draft Mike. Mike followed that up with a fan speak mock using. The spot at 15 takes advantage of a little bit of a slide. Justin Fields at 15. Xavier College, Collins, we're seeing that name more and more, that 46 spot, and I wouldn't hate it at all. Uh, Xavier Collins at 46. Alan McNeil at, out of NC State at 96. Spencer Brown for, at 120. Melifonwu, the Syracuse safety at 139. Carlos Basham Jr. at 145. Marquez Stevenson, the Houston wideout at 159. Dimitri Felton at 199. And Ellerson Smith at 241. I like both of those mocks uh, from Mike uh, doing a couple different things, but still coming away with a QB, which is nice. You know I'm going to read it then. John Limarakis. This looks to be a ultimate GM from Fanspeak. Uh, 240, Christian Barmore. At 38, Xavier Collins. Greg Newsom at 55. Jackson Carmen at 69. That's a nice pick. Andrew McNeil at NC State at 95. Uh, Deo Ode Jingbo from Vanderbilt at 111. Diami Brown at 120. Elijah Moore. He's a name that's getting a ton of buzz. I saw a cut-up of some of his releases this weekend. Pretty electric stuff at 122. Dimitri Felton at 128. Ambry Thomas, 139. KJ Britt at 159. Robert Jones, like him, from Middle Tennessee State at 199. And Ryan McCollum to round it out at 241. Really rebuilding the defense there, particularly the defensive front with Barmore and Collins in the first two picks. Patrick Brown with a TDN mock. Micah Parsons at 15. Dylan Raddatz at 47. Amari Rogers at 96. Ambry Thomas at 104. The Edge Patrick Johnson at 138. Daz Newsom, the wideout at 145. Uh, Bledsoe, the safety at 160. Chris Evans, the Michigan running back at 188. And Teron Jackson, the Edge at 196. And we round it out with a mock from Jared. Uh, Micah Parsons at 15. Christian Barmore at 47. Anlo McNeil at 96. Diami Brown at 120. Ambry Thomas at 138. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, the Ohio State edge at 145. Cornell Powell, uh, the wideout at 160. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, the backer, the running back, excuse me, at 188. Um, Malcolm, the edge. Why can I not read this all of a sudden? Malcolm Kuntz, the edge at 196, and Alaric Jackson, the offensive tackle, at 237. Fantastic mock from Jared. Fantastic mock from all of you. Uh, just great stuff this week, as always. Again, send them in however you want, but if you want to be part, I have to scroll for minutes to get from mock to mock in the Slack channel um, because the guys and girls are putting mocks up all the time. It's it's fantastic. See, if you'd like to be a part of it again, Hit me up for an invite via Twitter at Mark Schofield in the DMs or mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. That will do it today. Thursday's show is going to be dedicated to free agency. I'm going to talk New England's free agents, offensive free agents, defensive free agents. It's going to be built off of the top 101 free agent list that Doug Ferrar and I are hitting publish on. Probably by the time you listen to this, you will have film clips, breakdowns, metrics, all sorts of stuff on the top 101 players, at least as they stand right now. Because... We're getting those veteran releases, 
So you're going to see new names pop up. As new names are released, Doug and I are going to chime in on those as well. But that will be Thursday. Thanks for listening. As always, friends, stay safe, wash your hands, and when you do, sing along and bless that those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.